Hey, mothers and lovers. Welcome to Hella Smart Mothers. I'm your host, Nicole Delahousse. I'm a boy mom, a wife, and attorney by day. I'm sure you're wondering, what is a Hella Smart Mother? A Hella Smart Mother is a mom who wants to be the best version of herself for herself and her family, but mostly for herself. If this is you, welcome to the mom squad you never knew you needed. Hella Smart Mothers starts now. Hey, mothers and lovers and mommies. Today, we have teamed up with some amazing mommies from Mommy Nation um, to do a collaboration with Hella Smart Mothers and Mommy Nation in honor of Black Moms in America Week. Um, today, we have with us Ms. Sonia Richards-Ross, Pamela Powell, and Ms. Michaela Steen. Mommies, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you guys doing? We're awesome. They're amazing. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you guys so much for joining on. Like, this is an amazing week. First of all, it is amazing to be a mom. It is even more amazing to be a Black mom. We're tasked with a really, really big job. And I definitely think we always rise to the occasion. But today, we wanted to talk about something pretty interesting. So, as the episode topic reads, it's called Black Hair Matters or Should It? So I'm sure everybody has seen the recent uproar with the H&M ad. And from my understanding, this all kind of kicked off when a stylist by the name of Vernon Francois posted something on Instagram after he saw the pictures of the beautiful little Black girl who was kind of at the head of this controversy. So he says, this post is just an assessment based on all my years of seeing situations just like this happen time and time again, and it's got to stop. This beautiful young girl's kinky hair appears to have had very little to no attention at all, yet all of her counterparts have clearly sat in front of someone who was more than capable of styling other hair textures. My heart breaks imagining yet another girl from my community sitting in front of a mirror being ignored by a team around her, left to her own devices because someone didn't know how to handle her texture. And in response to that, H&M says, we're aware of the comments regarding one of our models for H&M kids. We truly believe that all kids should be allowed to be kids. The school-age kids who model for us come to the photo shoot studio in the afternoon after school, and we aim for a natural look, which reflects that. So for those who are unaware, part of the issue was there was a photo shoot that H&M did. And as we all know, H&M has a history of how it treats its black models. So I think that already put people on guard. Secondly, the little girl in question is a beautiful little brown-skinned girl. She has kinky, um, very tightly coiled hair. Her hair is in a ponytail kind of pulled to the back. It's a bit disheveled, meaning her edges are kind of, you know, they're not slicked down, slicked back with edge control or any of that. And the ponytail is just a normal little, little cottontail ponytail in the back. The other children in this advertisement also had similarly disheveled hair, but most people did not see the little girl's pictures in context with the other advertisement. So I think that that also was a big part of the uproar of why this was such a big deal. So now I'm going to open it up to all the lovely mommies and ask, what are your thoughts on this young lady's hair and the uproar that it caused? 
Well, Nicole, uh, this is Sonia and I'll go first. First, I just think that you set it up so perfectly and described exactly what happened so clearly. And as I was listening to you uh, talk about it again, although I have seen lots of the comments and followed this very closely, it just kind of gave me a little bit of pause um, to kind of even reevaluate my initial response. But I think what happens here is that two issues are being conflated. I think that the stylist who has many years of experience in the beauty industry has his own experiences that are valid. Like many of us know, even I have had this experience too, where you go and you're on set and the person who's been assigned to do your hair or makeup is not used to doing darker skin or doing natural black hair. And so that has been an issue in the past. The problem is, I think that the stylist might have gotten this one wrong, which is really tough because it started this, you know, it started an avalanche of comments. And in my opinion, obviously, you know, these are all just opinions. I do believe that H&M was trying to capture a natural look. When I saw every other kid, I saw that all of their hair looked like it wasn't like no one put too much effort into making it look perfect. And so ultimately, I don't feel like this is a black or white issue. I feel like once again, this is just a black issue. And we have to be so careful because we constantly are advocating for representation and asking big brands to include black and brown people And when they do, we have to be careful that we don't respond this way, because ultimately, I think that when white people look at a little black girl, they don't see what we see. Right. I I have my own experience of when I went natural for the first time and I was terrified of wearing my natural hair out in public. And my first time being out, I actually went to dinner with two white people for a business meeting and they raved at how beautiful my hair was. Mind you, we all know when you go natural <laughs> for the first time and you try to do a twist out, it looks more like a twist doubt. Like it didn't <laughs> <laughs> and so it looked really bad in my estimation. And they were like, so, you know, they're like, oh my God, like raving about it. And the next day I get on a FaceTime call with a girlfriend whose fiance saw my hair, who I'm very friendly with too. And he was like, that's how you wearing your hair now? And so, you know, it was actually someone within my own community who didn't appreciate the way my natural hair looked as opposed to someone outside of my community. So I'm not going to say that our response to seeing ourselves in our natural state is solely our fault, right? We know there's a history of why we feel the way we do about ourselves. But ultimately, I think that this is a Black issue that we need to heal amongst ourselves and within our own community and not make this be a black or white issue, because I do really believe in this instance, H&M was not intentionally trying to make this girl feel like she wasn't beautiful, because the truth is she is beautiful. No matter what her hair looks like, that little girl is beautiful. And it's a shame that they saw that, right? Because they put that out there. They had to appreciate it, but many of us don't. So I think as a mom, you mentioned in the top of the show, I think as a mom, my heart breaks for that little girl, because as we see all of these comments, she's at the center of this, right? She's the person who has to go on and see, potentially see all of these negative comments when, you know, that's how the hair grows out of her head. And we should be proud. When we see a campaign like that, we should be applauding H&M and applauding this little black girl and not talking about her hair. It's, It's actually absurd. Pamela, what are your thoughts? Of all of us, you are the one that actually has a daughter. So how does this kind of affect you? And has your daughter seen any of uh, any of kind of the backlash of this? My initial response was, oh my goodness, what was this little girl's mother thinking? 
because essentially the parent is responsible and is who would allow for the child to take a photo like this. And then after doing a little more research and reading the comments, I've kind of shifted in my strong stance and I've had to process and realize that because of the history with H&M and the little boy wearing the monkey and all of that, mm-hmm. I had to realize that I'm hypersensitive to things um, when it comes to H&M. And so this really, really just kind of landed wrong. And then after just really, really going through the comments, looking more in depth, it's true. This is how our hair grows and we have to have an appreciation for it. So kind of like what Sonia was saying, I do not feel that H&M maliciously intended to do harm or maliciously intended um, to be offensive to the Black community. I just think it was too soon. It was just too soon. (laughs) (laughs) So can can I do a quick follow up on that? So I hear you saying that you don't think it was intentional or malicious, but do you think it was negligent? You know, meaning... I find it highly unlikely that there was a black stylist on that set because even though I completely understand that the aesthetic of the ad was to be quote unquote messy after a day of school and PE and and recess and all of that. And Lord knows we've all seen what our heads and our baby's heads (laughs) look like after those events. But nonetheless, this is a national ad campaign. I do think that they could have had a more strategic way to go about it, right? My daughter has braids in her hair. So I think there could have been a more strategic way to play on the, this is what kids look like after school, where the representation of the black hair could have done a lot better. So I don't know if y'all have seen the other pictures from the ad, but in the other pictures, her hair is not in a ponytail. It's in like a loose little fro, which is absolutely adorable. That's what I picture a little kid with natural hair who has just left school for the day. And it's loose and it's pretty little curls, little coily curls. And it's beautiful. Like she looks adorable with that hairstyle. But that ponytail, I feel like that is kind of the, okay, I get it. You want the children to look like they did after school, but still, this is a national ad campaign and style still has to be at the forefront of everything. And I just can't believe that someone approved those pictures and was just like, yeah, this is perfect. And I hate to say this, but it didn't look like the other children and not because of the texture of her hair. Because if you see these pictures where her hair is loose, completely Like she looks amazing, like all the other kids did. But it was something about the way that ponytail was styled. It wasn't combed. It wasn't properly fluffed out. It wasn't done. It looked like someone just pulled her hair back with a rubber band. And it just seemed like that was not something that a stylist who was used to dealing with black natural hair would do. Does anyone have any thoughts on that? Am I advocating too hard for the devil? (laughs) I certainly do. But I don't know if you want Michael to speak first, but I certainly do. Sure, Michael. What are your thoughts on it? My thoughts are, so I absolutely agree with you. The representation matters. And to have a Black stylist on set, um, I think that's a lesson for H&M and a lesson that they should have learned well before this and when all of the other ridiculous things happened. But 
my biggest stance on this, like my biggest opinion on this is that this little girl is of age to go on the internet and see these things. And Mm -hmm. what I think is the most wrong, like I feel like there are a lot of things, a lot of mistakes made here. But what I think the biggest mistake is, is that most of these comments that I see are coming from black people, black women. And the comments that I see are very negative. And when she sees these comments, the first thing she's going to think to herself is that she's not beautiful. And I think that's the biggest mistake in here. I feel like, yeah, there were a lot of mistakes. I think there was a mistake on H&M's part for not having representation there. And if they did, not having someone to stand up and say, hey, this may not be taken well. Not that it's not beautiful. Not that it's not, you know, how her hair probably looks in its natural state. Just that it may not, like you said, it's a national campaign and it may not come off well. And there may have been a mistake on the mother for or the parents for not saying that. But the thing is, is we don't know if they did. We don't know if the parents stepped up. We don't know if there was representation. We don't know any of that. All we see are the comments on the Internet, which this little girl can now see. And I feel like it's our responsibility as mothers, as black community, not to put this little girl down. And she's of age to go on the Internet. And this will be on the Internet for the rest of her life. And when she goes on there, she's just going to see comments about how she's not beautiful. And I think that's the thing that we need to be talking about and that we need to rectify is what we say to our young girls and our young children to lift them up and never, ever bring them down. So the title of this episode is Black Hair Matters or Should It? Do you think it should matter at all? It have been even an issue. Like, should she have been able to come straight from school with her hair in a rubber band, maybe? And that have been perfectly acceptable. Why do we police women's and girls, but especially Black women's and Black girls' appearances so much? I mean, you said when you were talking, you were going to you know, play devil's advocate, and I'm going to go so extreme. I guess I'm going to be playing Jesus' advocate. <laughs> but I literally think that there has to come a point where we do not care about hair. Like, I literally feel like her hair looked perfect. Like, that is the way that little girl's hair grows out of her head. If they say pulling a ponytail and all of it doesn't make it because they want some of the hair up to show the back of the shirt, whatever, that's how her hair grows out of her head. And I feel like we get so caught up. It's like we want two things at once. We want representation, but we only want it to look a certain way. So it's like we want to have black people, but almost black people that look like white people. It's insane. As a community, we have to be okay with our hair. Like I hate the internal turmoil that even I go through when I wear my natural hair. It's so unhealthy. And until we in our own communities decide that we're going to give it up and stop putting so much emphasis on our hair, we're always going to be like, I feel like one of the things about Black people and Black children is that a lot of times we're never walking in our full essence. We're always like, we're not able to shine as bright because, oh, we don't want to do this to offend that person. Or you can't be too loud. You can't be too this. Like, to me, a part of that is how crippled we are by our hair, you know? And so to me, it's like, what a brave mom and child to go out there and say, this is how my hair looks and this is how we're rocking it. I don't think it needs to be in an afro. I don't care. And so, you know, I feel like I'm the complete opposite on this topic. It's like, I'm so happy that there was a brown skin girl in that photo shoot. I'm happy they didn't slick down her edges to make her look like she's 35 when she's however old she is, you know, probably a preteen. I just think the total opposite. I think as a community, 
we need to be careful because white people don't see our hair. They, they're they not like saying, oh my goodness, that edge, that okay. edge is slicked down. They don't see that. And we need to be able to do that too so we can get past that limiting factor that we have and start to truly walk in our essence and focus on the things that really matter. Sure. So devil's advocate again, our hair is different. You know, our hair is anatomically, it is different. It It is kinky. It is coily. Oils don't travel the same way. It doesn't maintain moisture the same way. It is saying that a black model of, of any age for, for this matter shouldn't have special attention placed on her hair, a reasonable thing to do. I mean, we have to add additional moisture to our hair for it simply to be healthy, you know, beyond even the aesthetic value, but for it to maintain a healthy state, we have to do additional things to it that other races simply don't. So is this an issue of, you know, your hair is your hair and that's going to be the message that is sent to you know, the entertainment industry and the modeling industry that, okay, well, Black people's hair does what it does, so let's not even worry about it? Or is this something where we can go somewhere in the middle ground? Pamela, what do you think? Um, it's a hard one, right? So as a girl mom, I personally would not allow my daughter to be photographed looking like that. I just wouldn't. Why? Why do you think that? Well, so I hear what Sonia is saying, and I agree 110%. However, I just don't feel as a nation, we're there yet. And I don't feel that others are going to see our little Black daughters as these beautiful, beautiful beings um, that they are and that they've been created to be with their hair looking disheveled and not cared for properly and just kind of put out there like that. So I definitely agree that hair should not be at the forefront like it is, but the reality is that it is. I hate to cut you, but the thing about that, Pam, and my whole thing is that the point of what you're saying is that other people, because, okay, so if we're saying this is an internal racial issue, then I agree with that. This is amongst just Black people. I agree with that. But the issue is that we have made this uh, issue outside of our race. We're saying that H&M, who obviously we're hinting towards, doesn't have representation. So there are people of other races making these decisions. What if the truth is they don't define us by our hair? So what if when they see a little girl, they don't see someone that's disheveled or they just see a little black girl who just came from school? Like, what if they actually see what H&M sees? So the issue that I'm having with that is that the very essence of what we're saying still comes right back down to us healing within our own community because we're the ones that when we see the image have an issue with that. And why is that? Why is it that our little girls can't go out with their hair in an afro or go out however they want to that day, right? Because like we can, other, a white girl could go pull her hair up in a ponytail. Yes, obviously it's straight and it might fall differently, but it's the same. It's the same energy. I don't feel like doing my hair. So why can't a black girl have that same freedom as opposed to we don't go swim? We don't do this because we're afraid that ultimately other black people aren't going to think we're queens. So it's to me, it's still an internal racial issue and not an external um, racial issue because it's not the white person that sees that. It's really the black people that do. Michael, what are your thoughts on that? What I would say to your original question was, should we put emphasis on this or not? is that 
I think whatever that model, whatever age that is, whatever makes them look beautiful, if they can go in front of a camera and be confident, then that's what we should go for. If that little girl was confident with her hair like that, that was it. If she was not confident, then they should have continued until she was. And I feel like that goes for any model. If a woman can walk out of the house with her natural hair and feel absolutely confident or go in front of a camera and feel absolutely confident, then that's how she should look. It shouldn't matter if her hair is slicked down, if it's straight, if it's not. Because I also have an issue with when we do straighten our hair, when we do our hair in certain styles, when people say, you know, we're getting away from our natural state or you shouldn't do that. Because I feel like whatever I do that makes me feel comfortable and confident, I should rock that. And so should that little girl or any model for that matter. I agree with that, Mike. I think that definitely goes back to the concern of why are we policed so much? If we wear our hair straight, we're not black enough. If we wear Mm -hmm. our hair kinky, we are unkempt. If we wear our hair manipulated to be another texture, i.e. a braid out or a twist out, we don't appreciate our natural, like, we can't win. But who polices us? (laughs) who polices us we police ourselves like sonia said no i definitely think both people police don't no 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 in a professional setting if i walk into an interview with a non-product fro i ain't getting that job let's be real like let's be real real even Mm -hmm. if it's a room full of the whitest white people i'm gonna tell you a story (laughs) when i was at my last law firm i went on vacation. I came back that next whatever day and my hair was still curly because I had been swimming and, you know, doing the most in the Caribbean. My managing partner of that firm walks past my office, double takes and double back to my office, looks me up and down and says, huh, go on vacation and come back with an Afro I see. Huh. And keeps it moving. Mm-hmm. My coworker next door to me, like, sprinted over to my office and she was just like, What the hell just happened? And I was like, You hurt, you know, and she was, well, I was the only black, let me preface this, I was the only black person in the entire firm. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, I cannot believe he said that to you. And I was like, Why? <laughs> like, why can't you believe that? Like, you. Like you, mm-hmm. this should not be a surprise to you that someone would think or say something like that. And I've definitely seen the looks and the questions and the, oh, wow, your hair grew overnight. Oh, wow. Why is your hair so short today? Oh, wow. Look at you with those kinky, you know, from black mm-hmm. and white people. So I don't yeah. think it's necessarily a internalized racist kind of thing always i definitely think it is part of the problem don't get me wrong but i don't think it's the only problem so yes i completely agree with you nicole i do we absolutely cannot pretend that we do not receive racism or we're not given opportunities because of our hair choices i think that would be completely naive to pretend like that's not the truth because it is i think though what happens is a lot of times when those instances happen we're even less likely to stand up for ourselves or less likely to feel confident because of the internal, like, you know, other Black people making us lack that kind of confidence. And so I agree with you. It's not completely a Black issue. I just think that we have to be careful in an instance like the H&M instance where, once again, this is just my opinion, I don't think they were purposefully trying to put out an image of a Black person that they thought was not beautiful. 
And so I feel like we can't cry wolf, cry wolf, cry wolf, and then get upset when they decide, okay, we want to be inclusive. We hear your cries. We want to make sure that our campaigns are representative of the community. We can't then meet that with all of this noise, like all of this negativity, right? Because there are instances where it's warranted. There are instances where people are excluded because of racism or treated poorly because of racism. But we have to just be mindful and not so hypersensitive that every single time something happens, we call the black card or call it racism because that's just not the case. But I agree with you, Nicole. I mean, plenty of times been instances where rock your hair and somebody gives you a look or something. That, that, I mean, that's 100% true. But I think in this instance, we're talking specifically about H&M and this campaign and you know, kind of what we all feel about it. And I think that's more what I've been talking about is the fact that we need to look amongst ourselves as to why does this trigger us so quickly when I don't think that that needed to happen in this case. No, I do. I do agree with that. I think, though, too, given the political climate, we as Black people individually represent the whole So when people are walking by and they see this little black girl, this is what they see when they see us. And so I think that's what the outrage was about, because I get what they were trying to do. I just think it was poorly done. My question to that, though, is what is wrong with what they see when they see us in our natural state? I just think it's unrealistic. Who's going to have on a nice, whether it's athletic wear or whatever, new clothes? And have your hair looking like that. A little girl who just played outside. Like I've seen many, many children running around outside with their hair exactly like that after a long day of playing. I do agree with that. Yeah. I think what my whole stance is, is just to make sure that whatever they're looking like, whatever they just did, as long as they're confident, as long as they're having fun, then we shouldn't say that it's a bad thing or that they're not beautiful, especially in a place where they can see it and receive that and now internalize that and now hate her natural state, you know, when she once thought it was beautiful. If that was the case, like I said, I initially think that if she felt confident, then it should have been okay. I wonder, would that child's mother have felt comfortable um, posing in an ad campaign and a national ad campaign like that. And if she would not have, why then would you put your daughter um, center stage to be criticized the way she's been? I mean, I think we're also assuming that this child is being raised by a black mother. Cause that is also a thing, you know, she may not be being raised by a black mother. She may have, she may be being raised by a white mother who like, Sonia said, probably doesn't see anything wrong with that hair. You know, Mm -hmm. she wears her hair in a messy bun. Her kiddo wears her hair in a messy bun. And again, this is me devil advocating on both sides. But I go back to the original question of why does this matter so much? Whether or not it's good hair, bad hair, green hair, purple hair, straight hair, kinky hair. Like, why does that matter? If she can sell the clothes, if her cute little body looked amazing in the clothes, which was her only job and her cute little face, you know, showed off the clothes and like, why does her hair matter? On a given day when we're just walking down the street with coming straight out of a swimming pool and our hair is kinked up, like (laughs) whatever, like, why does that matter? Why is it that 
we are so concerned about our appearance and what it quote unquote looks like to the outside world. And and little boys, you know, my son has a big curly fro and he looks crazy. <laughs> when he gets out of water (laughs) and nobody cares. Like nobody gives a crap. Mm -hmm. So why is it that black girls and women's appearances are so like that people are consumed with them. And then the even funnier thing to me, sorry, I'm going on a complete soapbox tangent here. The even funnier thing to me though, is that you have other races of people who deliberately do things to their appearance to look like that. They braid their hair. They put weird curlers and and kink their hair and do all kinds of stuff. They tan. They wear ridiculous bronzer. They do all this stuff to look like us. And then everybody says they're beautiful. But when we do it, we ourselves criticize the hell out of each other. So like, what do we do? As moms of Black children, like, How do we stop this cycle? I think allowing our kids to make the choices for themselves on, because at a a young age, they're not really looking at anybody else. You know, sometimes the kids will put on something and they just, you can tell they just light up. So I think at a young age, letting them define what beautiful is for them or what makes them confident and then rallying behind them and supporting them and hyping them up when they feel like they look beautiful And then when they don't feel like they look so beautiful, also hyping them up and telling them this is also beautiful. Like the way you wake up in the morning or you didn't get completely dressed today, like you are beautiful regardless. And I think our duty is to advocate for not only our children, but the children around us, like not just our direct children, also the children that they play with and the children that they come in in contact with. So I feel like it's very difficult to change the entire nation, but I think it starts with us and our children. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing is that it's such a heavy subject and it has so many layers to be able to unpack all of it on a podcast. A short podcast would be very difficult. But I think one of the things that is a part of the solution is, you know, we talk a lot about girl moms and we talk about hair, but there's a lot of responsibility on boy moms where we need to make sure that our little black boys appreciate and love on women that look like their mothers and their sisters. Because, you know, something that's always left out of these conversations is the role that black men play in this whole thing where, you know, who is the person celebrating the white or non-black woman with black features? A lot of times it's our own black men. And so if our black men would celebrate us in our natural state, if our men would say, oh my God, that hair, you know, and make you feel beautiful, then a lot of the pain that we carry around, the heaviness that we have as black women, I don't think we would carry it. So there's a lot of layers to that question, Nicole, a lot of people, a lot of things that we need to do and address to be able to understand truly why we care so much about it. But I think that one of the things that I'm focused on And that I'm going to make a great effort at doing is making sure that my young black boy, whether or not he dates a black girl or not, right, that's going to be his choice. But he's never going to be the young black man that (laughs) he's never going to be the young black man that puts down other black women or says that he's not going to date black women because he's not going to be that kid because he's going to honor and appreciate the beauty of black women. And I think that's also a part of the issue. So, mommies, if you guys had to say one thing to that beautiful little girl who is now the center of this (laughs) shitstorm, for lack of a better word, what would you say to her? 
I would say to her that she is enough. She's actually more than enough. And a lot of the noise and negativity has nothing to do with her. It's a lot of times people say hurt people hurt people. And so the comments that are circulating are usually what people feel about themselves. And so I think I learned that as an athlete, it's so important to have tunnel vision. And it's important when it comes to your self-confidence, when it comes to being successful, you got to quiet the noise. And I know it's hard to do it at a young age. So I would just tell her that all those comments, everything negative that's coming out of people's mouth, that is all about them and nothing to do with her. And just that she should be so proud to have represented us so well and that we think she's beautiful and we love and support her. Jamila, what do you think? What would you say? I would definitely say to her that she is beautiful. She is courageous. Um, Black out the haters. She is just so, so brave and so amazing for you know having to deal with all of this and essentially be the sacrificial lamb and have to take all of these, just, she has to be the target for the political climate that we're in right now. And that she's just a child and just be a child and you're beautiful. And I'm so sorry that you had to be the one to go through this. I agree. I I mean, I mirrored their thoughts exactly. She's absolutely beautiful. I would tell her you're beautiful. Um, I would tell her how proud I am of her and how brave she is and that No matter what, when she looks in the mirror, when she sees herself, no matter what she has on, no matter how her hair looks, no matter what, she's absolutely gorgeous. And that's what she should keep in her mind. And I think I would say you're beautiful. You beat out God knows how many other people to be in that ad. You are beautiful. And everyone saw something in you that would let you shine in front of everybody. Echoing on Pamela, I am so sorry that you are taking on all this internalized hatred, all of this jealousy, and all of this ugliness that people don't know what to do with. And it's not your fault. And it is a history, a long, huge, convoluted history that you will ultimately learn about but always just keep your head up, put that chin up, keep those shoulders straight, and keep being beautiful. Mommies, thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode. I mean, I think this was an amazing conversation and some really good dialogue occurred about this very touchy, very, very touchy topic. And I think it was done in a very respectful way that while nuanced, it was also extremely positive and respectful. And I thank you guys for that and for not making this be something ugly and making this be something that would hurt someone else even more than this situation has already done. So thank you ladies for that. And thank you guys for all of your opinions. As we all stated, these are all just our opinions. I don't have a sociology degree or anything like that to back up any of the things that I specifically said, but I appreciate you guys being on here. And any last words that you have? No, I think we would just also want to thank you for setting this all up and for doing this podcast for Mommy Nation. We're excited to be connected with you yes. and um, big things to come. So thank you so much. Thank you. We, we love your podcast and we love you. 
All right, mothers and lovers, thanks so much for listening to another episode, and we will talk again soon. Hey, mothers and lovers, thank you so much for checking out this episode of the collaboration between Hello Smart Mothers and Mommy Nation. I'm actually going to be doing some more things with them, and I'm very excited about that. Um, So definitely go follow Mommy Nation on all the things. They are Mommy Nation, M-O-M-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. And definitely check their blog out at mommynation.com. Again, this is a really important topic that I think the Black community really struggles with. And I'm glad we had such a good conversation about it. Definitely head over to Mommy Nation on Instagram and to their blog at mommynation.com this week for... Black Mom in America week and get some really, really good information. All right, mothers and lovers, have a great day, y'all. Bye. This episode of Hello Smart Mothers was hosted, researched, and produced by Nicole Delahousse, show advisor, Ms. Natasha Lafere. Sound editor and audio engineer for this episode was Emmanuel Olabinga. Hey guys, don't forget to follow or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss your time with the mom squad you never knew you needed.